Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Thank you very much, uh, Hillary. Um, we're going to go into uh, Ray Epps and who this guy is. There's a, it's a really, it's, you know, the, let's say there is nothing to Ray Epps. Then why is the, the FBI and everybody else behaving the way they are? It's like they want a conspiracy theory. Um, I don't know how you explain the Ray Epps situation, um, but we have a guy who has been on this with the revolver for a while, uh, and uh, he's probably the best on this issue. We're going to introduce you, perhaps, to Ray Epps, uh, if you don't know the name, uh, and why his name is so important. Uh, then also next hour, we're going to go into... Um, Congress, and we're going to talk to uh, one of our leading congressmen about um, the situation of the January 6th committee. Do you know that some people still have not had trial, still in jail, no trial? It's been a year. It's been a year. And no one has been charged with sedition. Uh, so, what exactly is going on? I mean, I think time served is probably pretty good at this point. Back in just a second. a day that all of the media has been salivating uh, uh, over to be able to mark the one-year anniversary of the worst terrorist attack, the worst event in American history since the Civil War. Average Americans know that's absolute bullcrap. Average Americans and me, we were all horrified by January 6th, thought it was an abomination, thought it was uh, dangerous and stupid politically but the new york times and others are making this into something that it is not so let's get some of the facts down we we have a guest he was a former professor at duke university former speech writer for the white house and the founder of revolver.news he's been following the story of ray epps why can't we get any answers on this one we go there in 60 seconds. Stand up. 
So let me tell you about Uno. He's been eating rough greens and he has changed. But President Miles has also uh, seen great benefit for uh, from rough greens. Yeah, we call him President Miles because he's a 17-year-old pug and he sleeps approximately 22 hours a day. Uh, and like the president. Yeah, he's well, he's awake more than the president. Uh, okay. Even though he's sleeping 22 hours a day. Uh, but he actually, we've been talking about him having the zoomies a little bit lately because he gets up and he's moving around. Now, his moving around is not uh, what you, when he's moving around, we're like, wow, he's he's trucking right now. Look at him. Look at him go. And he's, he's going about three inches a minute. Uh, but he, no, he's, you know, I will say, you know, since he's been eating rough greens, you can notice that he's, he's up more. He, he's a little more playful. Uh, you know, the poor guy can't see or hear. So he has a, uh, a different. He has a little bit of difficulty getting around uh, a normal day, but uh, you know, just to see him still getting around as well as he is is, is I think, a testament to uh, to Rough Greens. And and it's you know, I love you know that he's an awesome dog. We all want our dogs to live a long life. We found out yesterday, Stu, that uh, Uno may have cancer, oh, uh, and it's just. Everybody feels the same way about their animal, whether it's a cat or a dog. We all feel the same way. Well, I don't feel the same way about cats, but that's a different story. Uh, rough Greens, they are so confident that your dog is going to love Rough Greens that they have a special deal for you. You go to roughgreens.com slash back, and they're going to give away uh, the first bag free. All you pay for is the shipping on the bag. So you get the bag. Have your dog try it. If your dog loves it as much as Uno and President Miles and all the other dogs in our life, if they love it as much uh, as they do, what, what you need to do is then just start ordering it and feeding it every day. And I'm telling you, within a couple of months, you're going to see a dramatic difference in your dog. At least I have. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. So let's go to... Uh, Darren, uh, Darren Beatty, he is a former professor, Duke University, former White House speechwriter, and the founder of Revolver News. The anniversary of January 6th. So let's get an update uh, from, uh, from Darren. Hi, Darren. Hey, thanks for having me again. You bet. So I wanted to talk to you because um, the press is making it uh, that there's all kinds of conspiracy theories that the right is buying into conspiracy theories about this. I don't know what the truth is. Um, I just know that there are a few things that don't make any sense. First of all, it's the worst one ever. uh, And yet nobody has been charged with sedition or anything like it. Um, And then you have players like Ray Epps. Can we play the audio here of Ray Epps? Listen to the audio. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, I'll say it. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! So I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for a Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? So here he is um, talking clearly about going into the Capitol. He is stirring people up the night before. In this last clip uh, where he was saying that, you could hear them saying FBI stooge, FBI plant. Um, But he was on a most wanted list, and then nothing happened. Can you tell me the story about this? 
Yeah, I mean, this here's uh, a remarkable uh, case, this individual, Ray Epps. And just to give a, a bit fuller uh, context for what his involvement was, he's not only ubiquitous the evening before January 6th, going to multiple different groups with multiple different agendas and really corralling them and focusing them on this new and utterly bizarre mission to go into the Capitol. And you could hear a little bit about how people's reactions. What are you talking about? Fed, you're a Fed. He remained persistent. He went to every different group and he focused them on this mission to go into the Capitol. And what's important to say is that this isn't just some random drunk on the evening of January 5th that we never heard from again. He followed up on this stated mission the next day on January 6th. He's a veritable Where's Waldo. And if your listeners go to revolver.news and read uh, the first Ray Epps report, we have tons of video evidence documenting his every move on January 6th. He's everywhere and he's telling the crowds after Trump's speech is over, we're all going to the Capitol. That's where our problems are. Our enemy is the Capitol. And sure enough, at 12.53 p.m., crucial to note, Trump is still speaking at this time. But at 12.53 p.m., Ray Epps is not at the Trump speech. He flew all to D.C. all the way from Arizona. He's wearing a Trump hat, but he's not at the Trump speech. What's more important to him is he's right there by the metal barricade, and he whispers into someone's ear, and two seconds later, that someone engages in the first and decisive and fateful breach of the Capitol grounds that starts the whole thing off. This is the same guy who the previous evening was telling everyone we need to go into the Capitol. Initially, as you point out, the FBI thought he was important enough to include him as one of the 20 most wanted January 6th offenders. They said, we need to identify him. Well, then the internet identified him and the feds, FBI, crickets until Revolver.News ran a piece basically implicating the FBI in January 6th. And the day after this came out, the feds quietly scrubbed Epps' name and his face from their public database. And since then, the only thing that any official FBI agent has said about Ray Epps is to deny all knowledge of his existence. So we have the tape. Um, yeah. Can you can you can are we ever going to get an answer on on this? Is there any well, any movement on this? Yes, that's an excellent question. I'm really glad that you asked that because obviously this is very important to me. It's very important to the country, and yeah. we're not going to get any answer from AG Merrick Garland, who's been a mop up boy for precisely these types of said infiltration operations going back decades. We're not going to get any answers from the sham uh, uh, um, exercise in political theater that is the January 6th committee. The only place we're going to get answers, I think there are two possibilities if we're going to get ultimate answers at all. One possibility, and this might sound crazy, but I've become very familiar with the way that these Fed operations work. And a lot of times, the higher-up handlers of people like Ray F, they think of them as pawns. And Ray Epps may have been tricked in some capacity. Maybe he was told that the reason that he was doing what he was doing was for something that turned out to be not the case. Maybe he feels like he was misled 
maybe he didn't really fully understand that he was going to be used as an instrument in an agenda to label half the country as domestic terrorists. But for whatever reason, Ray Epps or many of the other actors who are clearly feds or fed informants, they can step up. They have the power to expose their handlers and to break the case wide open. So that's one option. The second option is the defense attorneys for the defendants in January 6th cases. And on this, I'm cautiously optimistic. One uh, defense attorney for Kelly Meggs, who is a Oath Keeper defendant, has, on the basis of Revolver.News' reporting, issued a subpoena demanding the testimony from Ray Epps and Stuart Rhodes, who is the founder and uh, leader of the Oath Keepers Militia Group, who is also curiously uncharged. And so one of two things can happen. Either the subpoena goes through and they actually do have to testify under oath, in which case that can be extremely interesting. Or in the case of agents and informants, the government has the power to block subpoena. And if the government steps in and intervenes and somehow blocks the subpoena, that would be unfortunate. But the very act of blocking it itself indicates that there's something they really don't want us to hear, which gives us additional information as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with the defense attorneys really embracing a potential entrapment case, understanding that the fact that you had instigators who are very likely feds is exculpatory information on the part of their clients and the defendants in these cases. Darren, I can't thank you enough for all of the work that you have done at Revolver.News um, on on this subject. I don't know how it ends. I don't know who he was. Uh, but if you are looking for somebody who was the instigator uh, and had a plan, he seems to be the number one candidate. Um, you know, not people on talk radio or podcasts who are saying, hey, we've got to, <laughs> you know, fight, fight, fight. Um let me um, uh, let me ask you what we do know about him. Where does he where does he come from? What does he do? Mm-hmm. What's his history? Yeah. Well, he has an interesting background, uh, like like many people who uh, end up becoming sort of jobbers and contractors for this type of work. He does have a military background. He's a Marine. He also has a background as the president of the Arizona chapter of the Oath Keepers Militia Group. And those familiar with Revolver.News' reporting will see that the Oath Keepers is the most heavily prosecuted, quote-unquote, boogeyman militia group associated with 1-6. And it's a whole other thread that we've investigated and reported on that a lot of the Oath Keepers people who are underlings who are being hit with very serious charges they're being hit with conspiracy charges. And when you look at the charging documents, the charging documents cite the words and the actions and the behaviors of Stuart Rhodes, who's the founder and head of it, who, for whatever reason, is not only uncharged a year later, a year later, he hasn't even been subject to a proper search. The only search that he's been subjected to was a single cell phone four months after January 6th. And so it just happens to be the case that Ray Epps was the president of the Arizona chapter of this very same militia group. And we have all kinds of footage of him palling around with Stuart Rhodes as well, which is an interesting, uh, an interesting connection, to say the least. 
there is at least really heavy smoke whether there is a fire there uh and he is the center of it i don't know but there there are there are questions that must be answered by the government on this um let me take a quick one minute break and then i want to come up and i want to talk to you about the surveillance tapes and also whatever happened to finding the people who planted the alleged pipe bombs outside of the rnc and dnc on the evening of january 5th any anything on that in one minute first let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it is gold line it's hard to take a look at your tax returns every year and not get angry uh, with how much money the government is taking out. Um, I feel this way. Perhaps you feel this way as well. It's also hard to look now at inflation. It's the hidden tax. What they're spending and what they're doing in Washington is devaluing every dollar you have worked for and saved. It sucks. Now, what are you going to do about it? Well, there are several strategies. One, and I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put everything in one basket because I have no idea. I just know that the world has been in times of insanity before. Currencies collapse and they always return to gold. So would I put all my money in gold? Certainly not. But do I have 10% there? Yes, you should too. It's Goldline. Extremely small quantity of their holiday silver rounds are still available. The Mind Your Business silver bars left over from uh, the Christmas uh, Christmas time. You call them right now and find out how to qualify for the free silver. Just call 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. This is coming. Uh, trouble is coming on the horizon. Please spread your risk out. It is goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me go to Darren Beatty. He is the a former professor at Duke University, former White House speechwriter, and uh, he started Revolver.News. And we've been talking about uh, the January 6th um, debacle and what's coming of this investigation. First of all, um, how many people have yet to be charged and are in jail a year later? Do you, do you have any idea, Darren? I don't know the exact number, but the number is uh, definitely greater than zero. There are definitely people who have been wallowing away under atrocious conditions, some cases solitary confinement and such. And that really goes to show the other side of the coin to the fact that people like Ray Epps and Stuart Rhodes are uncharged. The other side of the coin is that just, you know, very small fish are being given the most draconian, almost third world Abu Ghraib type treatment imaginable on the basis right. of extremely trivial offenses, if they're offenses at all, and not even given the opportunity for a speedy trial or anything. And there, there are several cases that I'm familiar with of people put in those positions have taken a long time to be granted bail if they're granted bail at all. And so it's really, it's, it's shameful and it really goes to underscore how bizarre and inexplicable and really even scandalous the selective non-prosecution is for people like Ray Epps, who happens to be the only person in the mountains of footage that exists on 1-6, calling explicitly for this mission to go into the Capitol, and he remains untouched. Mm. Tell me about the pipe bombs. The night before, somebody apparently um, 
uh, put pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC. What do we know about that now, a year later? You know, that's a very interesting question. I'm glad that this is sort of, the interest in this is resurrected at, on the anniversary because there are a couple of things to say about this. One is just curious, I'm not making so much of it, it's just an interesting incidental detail, is that the authorities caught wind of these pipe bombs basically just as that initial Ray Epps breach of the metal barricade to the Capitol occurred around 12.53 p.m. And so it, whether it was intended to be this or not, it was almost a perfect diversionary tactic to get already scarce um, law enforcement personnel away from the Capitol, away from that initial breach site in order to attend to this bomb scare at the RNC wow. and DNC. That's, so the timing there is really interesting, and I'll just leave it at that and allow people to infer as they will. What, what else is important about this is that, okay, the, the FBI is you know, put on this act the same way that they put on the act with Epps, saying, we need your help identifying Epps. We, please help us. We just have no idea who this is. Then Epps is identified like two days later, and they do nothing with it. They did the similar charade with this pipe bomb. They released this grainy video. They clearly have more video than they're giving out. But for whatever reason, they're so interested in catching the people, and all they'll release is this ridiculous grainy footage that's clearly nowhere near all the footage that they have. They haven't released the forensics. They haven't released if they have any fingerprints, nothing. They give us this grainy footage and this act like, oh, please, please help us. Uh, identify this person well if you want us to identify it then release all the footage that you we know that you have at revolver.news if people go there they can see our extensive uh, report on the pipe bomb that goes into details that how we know that they have more footage than they're releasing and just another really interesting tidbit about this the individual the representative of the FBI that's calling for the public to help identify this so-called pipe bomber his name was Stephen D'Antuono. Now, the interesting thing about this individual is that before he was in his uh, position at the D.C. field office, he ran the Detroit FBI field office. The reason that's mm -hmm. significant is that means that he was the guy that ran the infiltration operation in this so-called Michigan kidnapping plot. He was the head of the Detroit field office as that was happening. And we now know that this basically was a trial run for January 6th in the sense that it involved the same plot, basically, in this case, to storm the Michigan state capitol. It involved one of the key militia groups also imputed to 1-6, namely the three percenters. And now we know for a fact that 12 out of the 26 so-called plotters were either federal agents or federal informants. And the guy who ran that infiltration operation is the same guy calling for the public saying, please help us identify these pipe bombers. It's, mm. it's like you can't even make this up. Darren, Darren Beatty. You can find his reporting at revolver.news. The Glenn Beck Program. It is fascinating. I wonder if we're ever really going to know uh, what happened. Eventually, I suppose. Got a big challenge for you this new year. Things are a little insane in America right now and never far from my mind, probably not far from your mind either, is what we stand to lose if um, 
if we do lose, and I don't mean for us, I mean for our kids, our kids are going to be slaves to a system, of the Great Reset, and we can't let that happen. They have to understand uh, what freedom is. Remember, most of our kids were born after 9-11. They've only lived in an America like this. They don't know what real freedom is. They don't know what it's like to live in a country without corruption everywhere. Um, I, I highly recommend that you get the Tuttle Twins books. They're not going to learn it through osmosis. You have to teach it to them. 35% discount on their books for your kids from toddlers to teens. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get these books and strengthen your family and your country. You can still get Donald Trump's interview with Glenn Beck uh, live on Blaze TV on demand. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, it's really telling when you when you talk about <laughs> Ray Epps, um, and you you look at what about six hundred people have been arrested, Stu. Yes, yeah, six or seven hundred. Right? I thought it was yeah, six or seven hundred. Okay, so you have this number of people that have been arrested, and none of them have been charged with insurrection or sedition or anything like that. It's criminal trespass, et cetera, et cetera. It's an assault on a police officer. All those things I'm totally cool with. You go to jail. You do that, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. It's, it's consistent with my view on the riots with BLM. Mm-hmm. You burn down a building, you go to jail for that. Not on a political charge. You go to jail for breaking the law of burning down buildings, mm-hmm. robbing stores, et cetera, et cetera. So I have no problem with that. But when you look at the charges in the last year that have come out, they don't match with the fairy tale that this was the worst terrorist attack or the worst attack on America since the Civil War. It clearly was not because no one, you know, the New York Times is running stories now of people they interviewed. And one they interviewed today was a guy who was a Democrat, mm-hmm. but was there. A registered and he spent Democrat. three months in jail. Go yeah, ahead. Registered Democrat, a lifelong Democrat by his telling. Um, that was not planning to go to the Trump uh, speech, decided to go kind of last minute. He's within a train ride of, of New York or of, of Washington, D.C. Uh, he went down to the speech, kind of got caught. What he said, I got kind of caught up in the herd. We all sort of went towards the Capitol. Um, he said he didn't even know Congress was in session. And he was really, uh, you know, overt about that. He said, the one thing I really want you to believe is that I didn't even know they were in session. Like, he's like, I, it was just like, I thought we were at a speech and we went in there and there wasn't like, I think if I walked in and there was somebody right at the door saying, get out, turn around, I probably would have, but there wasn't. We kind of all just walked in. I was walking around taking pictures of the Capitol. Um, and, you know, it seems he did eventually have an altercation with a police officer um, uh, where he sort of undersold how serious it was. They found more video of it. And they wound up putting him in uh, jail for three months for that incident. And, you so know, if why you, was he, you kind why of think, was he doing that? He's a Democrat. Yeah, he was, you know, he was a Democrat. He did have some social media postings about, um, uh, you know, believing in you know, some of the uh, theories on the election. And he had seemingly, you know, mm. 
Trump had a lot of Democratic supporters. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. um, he's he he uh, basically said he sort of turned. Um, he was a, tr- a Democrat, but wound up liking Trump a lot. Basically, the guy okay, he, okay. here's the one guy that's going to talk. He sort of explained that in the interview. Um, but what was interesting is like you know if if you went to a bar. And you were causing a ruckus in a bar, and a police officer showed up, and you threw a punch at a police officer, let's just say. You might go to jail for three months for that. Right. Like, and that's what they... Right. The overwhelming majority of these, of these charges are, which are people who did something that they probably shouldn't have done, certainly shouldn't have done in some cases, um, and wound up with mild punishments that are pretty much what you'd expect in a normal circumstance. It's not sedition. You know, there, there there may very well be some people. It does seem that like really had these ideas. You mentioned Epps before, who was actually we don't know his whole story, obviously, but was actually saying those types of things in advance. We yeah, may see those on charges. Tape. You have to think on that tape. right. You have to think those charges though are uh, more time consuming to actually put together, right? Like yes, having him, a person say something on tape is a big piece of evidence. But if it's tied into some larger, bigger conspiracy with bigger players that were really trying to overturn the election or stop Congress, that's going to be a more complicated case to prove than someone walking in and getting in a fight with an officer. Um, the the bottom line though is that the problem here is this this fairy tale that this is the worst thing since the civil war paraphrasing i think it was Yuval Levin who said like it's very easy to overestimate january 6th and to underestimate january 6th it wasn't Mm -hmm. nothing it wasn't like a bunch of people touring the capitol it also wasn't the worst thing since the civil war and we have to recognize it is what it is and 99 percent of americans all said the same thing on january 6 stop it this is i was in a room full of people as we were watching it unfold mm-hmm. i immediately i think i immediately got online and said this has got to stop got to stop you did um i mean <laughs> you know this 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 idea that somehow or another it's a grand conspiracy um and yet you know sean hannity is reaching out to the president saying you gotta stop him you know don jr uh, don jr <laughs> is doing it. i mean Where's the conspiracy here? They obviously thought it was terrible and wanted it to stop. And that was happening not only in public, but behind the scenes. But I will say to to your point, Glenn, yes, you did say right after the event uh, that this was uh, was a, a bad thing. But it's, it's amazing, like looking at, you know, the New York Times tried to, you know, did a hit, hit piece on you and some others uh, saying you're this big lead insurrectionist uh, because of uh, you talking about a left wing report in 2000 in September, well before the election even happened, let alone the insurrection. But you also said this consistently for years and years and years that we needed to act like Martin Luther King and understand that if we have outbursts of violence or anger, they will be used against us. You have to avoid them yeah. at all costs. You did that for yeah. a long time. These events, the event you did in Birmingham was all about that specific thing mm-hmm. leading up to this. Then I remember you on the day before January 6th, so January 5th, talking about the event that was coming the next day. I believe we have that audio. I know people <laughs> who are, are going to Washington. I know people who uh, feel passionately about what's happening in our country. But I don't know any of them that want to start a war, want to start a fight, want to be beat up in the streets or beat people up in the streets. That's just not who we've, we've ever been. 
Now, there might be some people uh, that are going in support of, you know, stop the steal that do feel that way, but uh, they're in the vast minority. But those people, if they engage with Antifa or whatever, those are the people that are going to be seen on television. Mm. And that will be the poster child of whatever we're doing. There's a couple of things that you should do if you are going to march in activities like this. And the first thing is you have to really kind of channel your inner Martin Luther King and know that the people that are there against you are there to make you do something uh, that you either don't want to do or really, really, really want to, but your better angels keep you on that path. And so you don't. They are there to poke you with sticks. They're provocateurs. If you are going to go into uh, a political activity, do not engage people that are on the streets yelling at you. Don't debate them. There is no reason to debate. They are not, you're not going to change their mind. They are not shouting things at you because they think, whoa, that person looks like he's going to be open-minded and maybe he'll come over to our side and he'll understand what we're talking about. That's not what they're there for. They are there to harass you. It's a deliberate technique intended to take your participation and sideline it. Don't, don't pause to stop. Don't do anything. Just keep you and your friends marching. Now, it sounds simple uh, to decline to engage, you know, with morons from Antifa, but it is actually difficult in practice because they are trained in direct action techniques. They have studied this. You haven't. They have studied direct action techniques. They can get police officers who are really well trained just to snap. And police officers have been trained in direct action techniques. They know what Antifa is doing. They're prepared mentally for it. It could catch you off guard. Don't let it. Don't let it affect you or anyone around you and make sure everyone around you is working together you grab arms and link arms and you pull each other out of that otherwise you are going to be the only thing uh, that the media will show and it will delegitimize everything you came to support okay so that's the that's the day before yeah there's a day before and what's interesting about that is obviously like you were more warning against a street uh, uh, yeah, battle of some sort because uh, that was just mm. what you know you thought might happen there might be a group protest the anti-protesters and it well, could start only a fight to throw you off only throw you off the scent because you know right. i was in the planning committee so right but i mean again <laughs> you you are the subject of a uh, uh, the paragraph one subject of a story about the lead insurrectionist podcasters and you, the day before January 6th, said to channel your inner Martin Luther King. Wouldn't it be interesting if you also happened to say it the morning before 
uh, the January 6th events occurred. This is the morning of January 6th. Uh, here's more audio for you. You have to be able to fight with wisdom. You have to be able to... F you can't just go out into the streets and cause mayhem. That is not what Martin Luther no. King did. It's not. Uh, you know, and, and we're missing a lot of Martin Luther King uh, ideas that actually changed the world because it's the same thing that Gandhi did. But how many of us, how many of us are willing to say, you know what, I'm no longer putting my money into this product or these people. I'm not going to do it. And a real sacrifice. And when I say a real sacrifice, I mean, I'm not going to put my money into, you know, Netflix, or I'm not going to put my money into big mobile or whatever it is. How many are willing to make just that sacrifice for their freedom? So that's the morning of January 6th from uh, from this program. And you're you're saying we should emulate MLK and Gandhi on January 6th. You're saying that before any of this stuff happens and they put you in the first paragraph of a insurrectionist article in the New York Times. Uh, yes, of course, I praised it. Yeah, I praised it the next day, didn't I? No, you did not. Do we have enough time for another clip or not? Because uh, we do have one from January 7th. If we want to go into that. Go ahead. When people Boy, have lost their jobs, are living in states where <laughs> there's draconian measures, they've been told to shut their business down, and they've been told to pipe down because you want to kill grandma. Meanwhile, people like Cuomo are actually killing grandma and grandpa. When people have done everything they can and actually started, in my, my example, started from the premise that, yeah, Donald Trump probably was working with the Russians. Yeah, well, if he was doing something, he should go to jail. And then actually did the work and found out the exact opposite was true. And the more you found out, the more you realized the entire government seemed to be in on it. The FBI knew that this was a plan from Clinton. They knew it. And they did nothing. And when you expose it, no one goes to jail. When people feel as though their voice is being silenced, that even their own representatives from their own party treat them like garbage, when they've been called racist, bigots, when they've been called conspiracy theorists, over things like the Hunter Biden laptop that now the press says, oh, I guess there is something there. But we all feel that nothing will ever happen. What are they supposed to do? Now, here's, let me make this very clear. They are not supposed to get violent. We have a right of free speech of petitioning our government. We have a right to demand answers. But we don't destroy the Capitol.
pretty clear. Let me go to um, our sponsor this half hour. It's Built Bar. I think of your wife every time I have a Built Bar, Stu, because your wife turned my wife on to Built Bar, and then I got into Built Bar because my wife tried to get me to eat them for about a year, and I was like, they're healthy. I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, and then she was gone for the day, and there was nothing left to eat in the house, and I tried one, and they're delicious. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line, my wife actually eats healthy, so you can't always trust her when she says something tastes good. I know. You know? I know. And I know. it took a while, I think, to convince people, um, you know, in, in our circles to try them. But once you try a Bilt Bar, you know the, the flavors are ridiculously good. They're really, really good. They're healthy for you. They're low in calories, low in carbs. Built.com, real chocolate. I mean, it's a candy bar. It really is. Built.com, use the promo code BEC15, get 15% off your order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off. Reach your New Year's resolution goal. Built.com. This is the Glenn Back Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. If you missed last night's uh, Trump interview on my Wednesday night special, you really missed something great, I think. Um, very, very hopeful, positive, looking towards the future. Stu and I will go over that uh, coming up later in uh, the second half of next hour. Go through some of the uh, audio from the Trump interview. But. We want to spend one more break here on uh, January 6th and set the record straight. The House Republicans are wondering why uh, the Democrats are blocking so many records um, related to January 6th. And they're demanding some answers. Will they get them? Talk to a guy from Illinois, the congressman from Illinois, Rodney Davis. Who is leading the charge? This is the Glenn Beck Program.